What's up, 1550 Man probably presents the rundown Love & Hip Hop, Atlanta, the official, unofficial podcast of VH1's Love & Hip Hop series. One of your hosts, John Robinson, joined by the lovely and talented Michelle Antoinette. How you doing, sweetie? I'm doing pretty well on this young Monday evening. How about yourself? Yo, I, it's the little things in life for me, man. I'm up here watching. What do you mean? I'm watching Love & Hip Hop. <laughs> And I get to the end of Atlanta and they were like, next time on season the season finale. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is it? Yo, I'm God. not I'm not arguing with you. I'm not. I'm like, I'm, All not, right. I'm not. What episode is that? I definitely that would was be like, that's episode 13. And then I'm thinking to myself, I have not heard any okay. news of a reunion. And I wonder if they Facts. did one. And I was gonna ask you, I know you don't watch Love and Hip Hop, not Love and Hip Hop. Real, real housewives of New York, but I know I don't know if you saw the story of they didn't do a reunion because the ratings were so low. And do you think that could happen mm. for Love and Hip Hop? Not for ratings, but for other reasons, like we don't get a reunion this year. Um, I think with the, dang. I think they're really gonna do another, and I we gotta really see what they do because there was that footage of Safari and Erica living it up, and Bobby and Cecilia recording some new stuff. I don't think that's New York. If y'all flew Erica and Safari to New York, because they were on a beach and something like that, so I could see them doing another like couples retreat or something like that. Because I don't think they're filming New York yet. I haven't heard anything about New York or uh, or uh, L.A. I almost forgot what the other city was. So I don't know. Maybe there's a reunion. Maybe that. When does- um, I never knew that you. Well, I never thought of not having a reunion because the ratings was low. I never even thought, but that's because we're so used to these shows having high ratings and that reunions being standard. Yeah. Um, that you don't really think about that. Um. Also, I'm kind of like, what is the recap of the reunion? I feel like the only thing that people may care about and spoilers because of the recent footage, but could have been Safari and Erica. Um. I feel like. Jock kind of wrapped his storyline up with his son. Mm-hmm. Um, Rashida and Kirk, I guess, is this restaurant thing. Fair, but fire all the kids. They didn't have fire all the kids. Fire! Like, I, I'm not hiring any of you guys. Um, that to me, they didn't really have a storyline. Sierra, like, um, is she pregnant? I doubt it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, what, what are, are we you, actually yeah, sitting down for? We're sitting down for to discuss. I'm really sitting here like young baby Tate, um, Amaretta, Rennie like, Ricci. They but all... I'm really like, okay, young baby Tate. Okay, she probably moved to California. Maybe Amaretta. She resolved her issue with her mom. What Rennie? What's the other girl name? Rennie Ricci. Rennie Ricci. She resolved her issue with her mom. Like y'all storylines are kind of already wrapped up. So I'm not sure what will we be discussing on the reunion show. I don't either. Uh, maybe I, if Bambi and Scrap is going to get a divorce. Yeah. Maybe. But that's not enough because sometimes they want to be two parts and three parts. My other thing was. Yeah. It's, nothing was juicy enough that warrants. I mean, maybe let's see where the relationship is between Yandy Mendeecees and Infinity. Yeah. But remember, she was at the Dubai renewal. So. She was in Dubai. Right. So I'm just like, I don't I don't know what we would be recapping at this reunion. Yo. All right. I don't know if there's a moment. For love and hip hop to jump a shark if it hasn't happened yet, but I think next week they they're jumping the shark. When you got Scrappy trying to recreate the scene for Martin, 
Stop it. What are we doing here? Yeah. What is that? I was I was confusion. I don't like any parts of it. I'm not sure why we doing it. It is very far fetched. And you want to talk about if any other thing was ever more scripted, it would be that. Because they all are. At first, I thought it was just all in black with the fake. Yeah, I thought it was scrappy just just being old. But then when you watch, you're like, oh, no, they're acting like, oh, oh, my God. Like, what are we doing? What? what I'm also like, I'm also like. Is it supposed to be a reenactment? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's causing this particular scene? Maybe it was like, hey, y'all, let's do some, I don't know, stage Yo. performance. What's your favorite scene? But the let's wild, redo The wild this. part about it is Mama D is loose with that bitch word like Fat Joe was at the Versus. Listen. So, I mean, she can call Bambi a bitch in the next episode. Y'all can sit at that table together. <laughs> like, what is going Yo, on? Th- Mama D low-key toxic, bro. Yeah. And we're going to get into it. All right, let's start this off. This episode was called Old Wounds. Uh, Yandy and Mendices are working on Yale Store Grand Opening. It is an all-natural plant-based skier line, skin skincare line. They reflect on their time in Dubai. Less than a week before the grand opening, they got the guest list together. And just like television, Yandy, I invited Erica. Mendices, well, I invited Safari. Okay, so they hope for a drama-free interaction. I don't even think I saw Erica there. Uh, Kirk and Joe stopped by. I did. Sorry, I I wrote Joe, and I meant to say Jock. Kirk and Jock stopped by. Jock, last few days, have been trying. The guys go outside and talk. He explains the situation with Imani, and Jock wants to know. uh, Jock wants to talk to his son again so they can put this behind them. They haven't even spoken two to three weeks, which, again, I don't like that when we do get to that scene that He's like, this is the first time we've seen each other. But cameras, like, bro, you ain't call this man. I'm like, yo, I shouldn't have did that. Can we talk? I, you can talk to the mama to get him there? Whatever. So Kirk and Mendices explained how kids want to be talked to. And I think it was Mendices was like, every time I talk to my kid, he's like, another lecture? And he's like, you lucky somebody has given you a lecture. It's here to lecture yeah. you. And then uh, Kirk. We don't appreciate certain things as a kid. No. Uh, and Kirk or really. Or a young was, adult or whatever. Kirk really did some knowledge when he was like, yo, explain it to your kid. I lost a million dollar business means nothing. You don't care. Like, what is that? He don't have a grasp on that. And Kirk suggests talking to the pastor. And I really was excited that the pastor was going to be Scrappy Daddy. But uh, <laughs> I had the that's random. I had the uh the love and hip hop Atlanta hashtag search up. So apparently they know this lawyer. Maybe maybe we've seen this Randall Kessler guy, <laughs> but they was like this guy again. I don't know. Maybe he's the, the go-to lawyer on the Atlanta shows. Erica meets with a lawyer or a team of lawyers, I should say. She wants this to be fair, and she didn't want it to be dirty until Safari had a, uh, hit her with a countersuit, and uh, allegedly he he teamed up with some lawyers who fight dirty. He wants an expedited hearing before the child is born, which is going to add more stress to Erica in 50% custody, and he didn't cancel a gig while she was in the hospital. Her lawyer explains that joint custody doesn't mean 50% of the time. The kids more than likely would default to Erica and they can work on the days that they are with their father. She doesn't even think Safari is capable of taking care of their kids. This is, listen, I, that I get says the, a lot. I know. And I get the whole, yo, when you know, you know, when love is love, y'all got to figure out who you having kids with. First of all, like y'all should baby, at least babysit somebody else's kids. And now he could put on a good performance, like, but just give a couple a weekend, like, yo, let us have the ch- the kid My for a weekend. Yes, I'm like, let them have the kids. Let's see how long that lasts. <laughs> yes. 
I'm up here doing all this hooting and hollering about wanting to see your child and being a baby life. Take the baby. Exactly. Another thing that had had me dying, that had me laughing when um had the little trending up. Uh, they was making fun of Rashida when she started off the next scene. Well, look at that cutie. And they was like, who? And I'm like, let, let Rashida be attracted to Kirk. Like, she thinks he's cute. <laughs> let him, let her, let her That's be That's her husband. Yes. Let her be great. They still dealing with family drama. So the kids didn't run the bistro while they were gone. Uh, we get a flashback of a bill for 142 with a $20 tip. I guess that's right. 10% would be 14. Yeah, $19 is about 15%. Uh, was off by, and the, the, the balance was off by 161. I'm a terrible tipper. It's like as far as you don't know percentage or you had a good tipper of money. Like, how does this work? No, I get how it works. I just round up. Oh, well, why would that be bad? What do you mean, round up? So because, <laughs> so like, if you are like, a, like if I really enjoy your service, like you really okay. did your job, then I'll be like, oh, I'm giving you this amount. Like, it ain't really based on percentage. They'd be like, I feel like this is what I want to give you. Um, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. No, hear me. I'm not saying it in a bad way. Like, if I have a $20 bill and your service is great, I know what is 15% of that is not, I probably will tip you more. I'll probably be like, oh, I'm going to give you an extra whatever because you were so great. Okay. However, you was just like, if you were a $22 bill and you was just, okay, I'm rounding up to 25. You're just going to get that. So you'll just get $3, which is like yeah. 12%. I just round up to the next number, the next closest number. Okay. I mean, I, I, I'm like, I know that ain't probably the best thing to do, but the that's wild, I, the wild that's part is you said, unless you were, you're like, yay, you said you were a terrible tipper, but you gave us an example of you tipping somebody who gave you terrible service. Like a terrible tipper would be like, no matter what you getting 10%. Like, I don't care across the board that, uh, I don't do 15 or 18% when I don't do the math. If it's bad, that's basically what it, what it came down. If to. it's bad, I don't tip you. Oh, you do zero. I don't know if I had any service that was so bad that you got the person got nothing. Oh, I have. Yeah, I don't think that that's ever happened. If you're if you're bad, I'm not tipping you. But in that same breath, I'm like, when I say terrible, I'm like, if your bill is, I don't know, thirty dollars. Well, you know, whatever. I literally just round up to the next part. If you just okay, if your if my bill was seventy three dollars. And you was okay. You're gonna get seventy five dollars. Like that's I just uh, no, round up. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't do that. Like you get the bare if minimum. You're okay, if you're a good tip, I mean, if you're a good server, then I'm going to tip you. No, but if you just okay. I'm well, always, you better hope. I'm always have the mindset of uh, you don't get paid minimum wage, so uh, exactly. you could be you could be okay. And oh, and it, I I get I, I've had a person who said like they tip. I said I'm a terrible. Uh, yeah, now you are because you went you went high, and I was like, "Yo, seventy five, what? At least ten percent of seven dollars and fifty cents." Yeah, so mm-hmm, it uh, is. I and then I round up. I think a lot of it has to do with what, my mom was a waitress my whole life, so then I I know what that job entails. But I've Looks never like, had yeah, I, I never had no bad service like that. My okay service to me is just I, maybe you you didn't check my water. But the food got there on time. The dessert got there on time. But you didn't. I, I had to track you down to give me some I more had, water. I know this is equal opposite time, but we went to the Grand Lux uh, restaurant last weekend, and our server was phenomenal. I'm Tom Mouse. She was, she was, she was just really good. She was attentive. She was quick, and it was packed in there. Okay, she was attentive. She was like, "Girls, I got you." She, you know, she knew her menu. 
she was, <laughs> it was a funny thing. I forget one of the girls wanted like, um, I want to say it was pork chops. And she was like, so I think I want the pork chops. And she was like, how do you like your pork chops at home? She, and she was like, I like, she was like, you're not going to want these pork chops. <laughs> like she was, she was like, not that they're not good pork chops, but I can tell by how you like your food. Yeah. This might not be something you go for. So she was like, okay. She was like, you a steak girl? Cause now I'll probably do the steak, you know, whatever, whatever. Same thing for my home girl who was getting like Thai food. She was like, a lot of people get Thai food. They think it's this way, but they, they, they palate ain't up there yet for Thai food. Until so my girl was like, oh, no, I love Thai food. She was like, oh, then you're going to love this. But a lot of people get it, don't know nothing about it. And they be like, it don't taste. So she was like really down to earth, really attentive, really on her job. So she got tipped. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, with all that said, I tip. with if all that not, said, I, I hate the fact up. that we we do we have tipping. I think it's idiotic. I, I think they I, should, I agree. I think they should make a living wage. I should Pay not be having people. to do the yes. math. That is dumb. And then when people come from Pay other countries, people. they be looking at us like, why the hell do y'all tip? This is this is idiotic. You should just pay them a living wage, and we can move on with our life. Uh, because in this, it, it comes down to, yo, the ambiance in the food. If that's good, people pay because we we yeah. we, we, we we've gone through the pandemic, and uh, Chipotle, McDonald's, all these places have actually gotten up to like fourteen to fifteen dollars uh, an hour. And you know what they an did? Hour, they slowly yeah. raised those prices up. I'm like, man, people still go eat Big Macs and, and burrito bowls. It, they just are. And so like, just do mm-hmm. it. Um, so they brought in a temporary manager. I thought his name was Va- Vamar, but it was Varmar. Like, like Von Mar, like the store, but it's V A R M A R. And he thinks someone is stealing the food. So now they have to sit the kids down, which is wild. Cause at that part, he's like, I don't want to say no names, but then he says names later on. And I'm so confused about this. We get to the scene. So he's, he's sort of like, look, we got to set the kids down. But more importantly, did you see what Scrappy posted? So Scrappy took to Instagram to say, shout out to all the men going through mental illness with no one to turn to because this world wrongly taught males to mask their emotions. Men suffer. Men have suicidal thoughts. Men die by suicide. We need to encourage men to speak up, not expect them to quote unquote man up. In his caption, he said, I'm experiencing this right now, leaning on God. I have a few questions here. Uh, my first question is, after the second scene where he goes and meets with Mendeecees and Kirk, they put this thing up like, yo, if you know anybody going through this mm-hmm. PSA. And I thought to myself, well, if you guys really believe that Scrappy is really having some mental health issues, should he still be on this show? Should y'all really pull up? Shouldn't y'all be able to put his man to the side of like, we're going to stop filming so you can go get help? Nah, no, we're going to make this a story. Because they was like, exactly. You know what? There's other people in the world that's probably going through the same thing. Do you know how many people that you can help? Now, if we was doing, if they did that, I'm all here for a reunion. If Scrappy going to be there and let us know what he had to go through. But I also feel like outside of that statement, and I'm not saying Scrap wasn't in any type of depressive state, but outside of that statement, we haven't seen or heard anything that you know shows or displays depression of scrappy so again when it comes to the reunion show i feel like we've wrapped this up like yeah 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 we especially, have nothing else especially next week i was like it's a that is a weird juxtaposition that they put like yo this episode scrappy's in a dark place he's going through some things and he meets with some guys to get his thoughts in order the next week he's martin I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. What that's what I'm, and I, again, and I know that a lot of people with depression, you know, they really can go through life and you not know things. It's more of an internal thing. So I get that. But I'm just like, 
from like looking at TV, it just everything seems so wrapped up. Like there's yeah. no need to go back to it. Um, they both agree that it must be bad for him to post this. Rashida knows they can go um that they but people can go into a deep dark place in marriage, and Kirk wants to have a talk to Scrappy face to face. So after Mama D told him about Bambi wanting a divorce, he had to get out the house. This is Scrappy. Some days he could only see his kids through Instagram because Bambi wasn't answering the phone. And again, the guy who and me who has been through things like this, I'm like, how did you leave the house? Did you leave the house like I'm out deuces? Or did you say, hey, I need some time away. Um, I'm going to let you know when I get there. I just need to think and clear my head. Here's my what's your schedule to be so I can. I feel like he just left the house. You know, or I mean, I Bambi know. could be a bad person, but I just feel I, from years of watching Scrappy, you know, we on season ten of this show, we I, right. I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. He heads to the Frost Beach show to talk to Kirk and Mendici. Scrappy is tired, tells him about Mama D, the Bambi divorce. Uh, he got to the point. He said it got to that point as soon as the pandemic eased up. He got back to music. He's not doing what Safari's doing. He uh, he doing what he had to do to survive, and he's working. And she thinks he's just having fun. Kirk feels Scrappy should, uh, well, he said this in his talking head, that he should let his guard down and talk to Bambi. His post uh, was about how men feel and women don't accept the, accept it uh, accept it by telling them to man up. That's what Scrappy said. And then Mendeecees and Yandy said, uh, Mendeecees said, look, me and my wife like to be around successful couples. You need to be asking Kirk and Rashida. Don't give up. And Kirk tells him to, uh, yo, you feel that way, you can, you can always call me. Again, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago with the married friends. I don't understand how people uh, like scrappy function. Like, who are you around? Because you're around, like, if you're a married man and you're around all your single friends, it is going to be hard for you to maintain yes. this level of monogamy or faithfulness. Whatever you and your wife have uh, have in y'all marriage, if you out there like this, in it's weird because the same way we talk about how Erica don't think uh, Safari can raise their kids. Did Bambi and, 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 and Scrappy marry people they can't talk to? Like they can't talk to each other? That is, that's, they do seem to have a communication thing. Yeah. I mean, y'all need the to go another couple The crazy part is, I feel, like we, I feel like we missed them fall in love. Like, uh, listen, it's just like I they would... were in a relationship. The funniest thing is, all I remember when you when I think about Bambi and Scrappy falling in love is Bambi long ass on that bike riding all the way over there to see him. I'm like, where where are you going? Um, Yandy checks in on Erica, and this started off weird because you know Erica's going through divorce, and it started off with, oh, so how was the vow renewal? And oh my God, you got a marriage that works. So don't hit me with that shit. And she said this is the hardest decision, and she don't even know if she's doing the right thing. She questions Safari's motives. Found out he was cheating after, I guess she was married. I don't know if she was married or pregnant. It was all due to an intuition. Uh, she hired a detective and got proof. Now he's rushing the divorce. I think she said after she was pregnant. She okay, that's what I wrote. And then mm -hmm. Safari later said some marriage, like we were together. And I'm like, when did, okay. Uh, which, uh, this man was like, I have been out on my own for three weeks. I'm under the, the no. I'm under the idea that he cheated within the last three weeks. Yeah, so uh, I got so it. Now he home. rushing divorce, suing her. Because you custody. just you just moved out, so yeah. therefore you're not with her no more, right? Okay. Exactly. Yandy tells Erica, "Listen, call me anytime." 
So I like how Yandy was like, nigga, you are married. Okay. Oh, <laughs> None that of was, that, that was, shit matters. We not great. together. You are married. That was hilarious. You are together. Uh so they call all the kids together. We get Kai, Kelsey, Kirk Jr., and Sierra. What is he? Kirk Jr.'s girlfriend. Varmar is there. Rashida opens up the floor for someone to admit the truth. I'm surprised she didn't say if if no one speak, y'all all get in trouble. And then no one said nothing. And Varmar says it's Sierra. And this is where it gets confusing. So he accuses Sierra of stealing food. She claims it's not true. I never had a problem with serving until the involvement of people disliking me. What? What? Wait. And then she what says, "What they got to do with you stealing food?" The past couple of months, when I make a mistake, it's like death row. Kirk is not surprised. They have had issues in the past. And I wrote, how many strikes do you get? So then he tells her. <laughs> they just need- not counting. Yeah. She tells her, you need to stop thinking that you can get away with murder. And this is her- your warning. The kids leave. And Rashida lets Varmar know she wants. Uh, uh, they not. He, she. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I messed it auto fix that. But she wants the restaurant run when they're not there like they are there. And to document Sierra. And after three write-ups, she's gone. Like, first of all, hold up. I feel they don't give things time to breathe because that right there, they're going to do it in Miami too. Uh, why were you stealing food? What's going on? Like, are you like, are you like, uh, is it stealing food as if I'm taking a lot home or, yo, you supposed to pay 15%, you get 15% off your lunch break and you not, tra- like, what is the, uh, what's the definition? And how much food is she stealing? Like, y'all, are y'all in the red? Like, what is going on? They just was like, all right, don't let it happen again. Get out of here. Get out of here, you little scamp. Get out of like, here. Like, like they, they was done. And yo, you fucking the boss's son. What are y'all? Wait, what's going on? Like, whatever. Um, Bambi meets up with Sierra for lunch. She brings up, uh, uh, Sierra brings up Scrappy's post. Bambi says, I know he's suffering, but he was, you know, he was still disrespectful, but she made sure he has some food and some tea. She uh, she worries about him, but he keeps everything to himself. And then he tells social media. So she going to let him figure it out. And she going to focus on her and the babies. Sierra brings up Mama D in Dubai saying Scrappy got lawyers. But in the flashback, it started it stated that Mama D said she was going to call her lawyers to what Sierra said. I'm sure Bambi has lawyers, too. I'm so confused with this flashback. She uh, yeah, she don't be with. The, oh, <laughs> what's the name? Says she don't want to be with the kids. Scrappy be with the kids. And Bambi warns Mama D not to, uh, Mama D better not try her. And Mama D gonna, gonna try her. So, definitely gonna try her. Yeah. Mama D toxic. Jack and our first signing of Kendra, who will be back again next Man, week. Man, at the season finale, like when she came on the scene, I was like, girl, shit, I didn't know y'all was still together. They, they meet with their pastor, Dr. C.H. Brady. Fatima and Amani arrived together. This is the first time they've seen each other since the incident. Pastor Brady asked what happened at the club. Amani says things didn't go the uh, go the way they were the supposed we to, like. and they mm-hmm. got into a physical altercation. Jock tells Amani he's concerned, brings up the fact that he has a group the of editing. Peers. Oh, it was bad. Uh, a parent oh. that lo- that have lost their sons don't want to be in that group. Tells a story about how police ran up on him with guns in his face, thinking he was his brother because he fit the description. He's like, I'm speaking with my heart on my sleeve, but sometimes it feels like uh, you don't care about my little heart. Fatima agrees. This is not Fatima's Jock's baby mama. Uh, 
Armani's mom agrees Armani's that mom. Jock yeah. is coming from a place of love, but he didn't act right. Jock apologizes for his actions and tells his son he loves him. Armani says he loves his dad too, doesn't want any friction, positive energy. They hug. I'm sure that was like a two hour conversation uh, put into a three minute scene. Half in the audience. And we, I needed so much more. Let's do this math. If you are on season 10 and you had a pandemic in there, right? Let's say your youngest member who has watched through all these 10 seasons is 15. A 25 year old want to see some growth in y'all production. You could have let this scene have some breath. Like this could have had breath. Like this should have been like, oh wow, they're just letting them talk and get feelings out. Because I felt like it was so much missed that you would have said in this conversation. And I was just watching it like the editing, my lord, the struggle. And then we got a a talking head from Amani who says, instead of talking at me, he was talking to me. And I appreciated him being eye to eye, man to man. Yeah, I I like this little talking head section. We finish things with the Yale Grand opening. Yandy addresses the people, thanks them for the support, and cuts the ribbon. Rashida loves the black girl magic. Kirk asks Jack about Amani, and Kendra tells him they are going to counseling. And as in the census at a church, it is a struggle because you don't want to curse at a church. And I had to think, I've never cursed at church. I thought of curse words at church, but I've never said them out loud. Uh, <laughs> Rashida says these kids feel entitled. Erica Dixon finished her sentence. Safari arrives and Yandy says, what is going on? You look happy. The past I've seen you, but you're going through all this. He said he is happy. Marriage is not forever. She don't even recognize this Safari. You need to be by Erica's side. He was like, no, not if all she's going to do is argue. And she's like, you can't, too, you can't argue by yourself. She said, yeah, she can. Then she's like, bet. What about the cheating? We weren't together. And now I wrote this man's words because it made no sense to me. This was a one-time situation. He said this in the talking head. This is a one-time situation. I'm not some goody two-shoes. If um, I'm entertaining something out there, that's what we put out, and that's that. What? Huh? What are you? I'm confused. Like, what were you talking about? I'm normally confused when Safari talks. If he's not the comedic relief in the room, I'm not listening to Safari. I like Safari when he being funny. The problem is, Safari knows that people like him when he being funny. So we get overly annoyed when, when it's time for you to be serious and you can't do that. He says he's been in peace in the, pa- the past three weeks. Feels like he don't care. Yandy says he is angry since he can't say he doesn't love Erica. He said, I got my own place since Erica told me to get out. And again, where's the, where's the growth right in here? Now. Did you get your own place and be like, F that? Or did you get your own place and say, hey, this is where I'm staying right now. Could you drop Safari off when you got time? Safari, sorry, Sapphire. Sapphire or I can pick <laughs> her up and this is where you can pick I her up. I had your back. Thank you. Uh, anyway, after that's done, Mama D confronts Bambi the rat. Mama D want to be in a telenovela or a mob movie or something like a Disney. I don't know what it is. But I was going to say Disney movie because she thinks she's a princess or queen. As a mom, she has to protect her 40-year-old son. The queens in the Disney movies ain't never good. No. Nah. <laughs> so it might be, I might be apt. Sierra told, told me you was filing for divorce. And she was shocked because you could try to take my son for everything. And Bambi's so petty. What is everything? What money? Like, what are you, like, your son broke. Like, what are you talking about? Like, she really did throw him under the bus like that, right? Like, maybe we is struggling. Like, well, listen, let's, let's be fair. How much money can Scrappy make off of Love and Hip Hop and off of royalties from music? Because we know he still got to pay child support. Because Erica's been taking him 
to court for that. That's it's been back pay. And, and we then know you gotta get your Instagram money. Um yeah. yeah you, so think about that. What you got child support and then you got three other kids you gotta take care of like your money gonna be kinda thin. Uh then then Mama D tried to switch gears and be like, and then my grandson, she's like, you don't even, you've seen him like a couple of times. And then it got, they get to yelling and she said, we got lawyers too and we can pay. What are we doing? This, this was too much. And then she walked off and said, keep that bitch away from me. But you approached her. <sighs> you know what? I get it. We, y'all was missing some Mama D. I don't want to, I'm, I, I, I wish I could miss Mama D again because we didn't need Mama D. <laughs> I feel like it's because uh, she be so messy and don't want to take any responsibility for her messiness. Just like this, I have At to. Do this. this is my my job. My onus is to do. Mama mm-hmm. D has not told Absolutely. her. Speaking of onus, is her and Ernest still together? Like what is going? Like, is oh, it, good question. I forgot about Ernest. All right, they can talk about that. The reunion season finale. Spice mm, did it, sir. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but Justin wasn't there. But to she support. did it. Carly gave Jasmine her father. Yo, listen. Um, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say with 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 the with the preface that this man could have dealt with some addictions or whatever. But the man looks old, quite older, and I'm like, is he? Did he get you when you was young, Carly? Or are you and this man closer in age? What is going on here? But Jasmine looked really appreciative of her. And when I she saw did. that. When I saw that, I, my first question, I was like, "Who is this man?" Yes. Was what I thought because I was like, "That's not." I was just it. Literally, I was like, "That's not her father." So, who is this man? I'm I'm guessing that was her father. But then, I, so when it was like season finale, you saw that, and I was like, "Okay, here you go." These were the storylines y'all should have did. Jack and his son, um, Yandy and Mendeecey's renewing vows. I guess for a change of pace, keep Kirk and Rashida. You already and keep the uh, Bambi. And the two divorces y'all got going and it should have been a Carly trying to reconnect with her daughter yes which would have made Dubai even more important like if you if we had a whole season of them reconnecting and then KP showed up in Dubai we'd have been team Carly yes we'd have been like yes. yeah your mama's trying this season but no Carly was trying to fuck hey. Lamar earlier in the season and we ain't seen him since then so and then get rid of everything you had like five strong storylines and 13 episodes to tell the story this would have been a good season but they, and no shade to the newcomers. We didn't need them. No, they added nothing. I didn't need the three new sis. No, no sorry, I just didn't need them. Uh, we already talked about Scrappy and Martin. Uh, Kirk's kids are fighting, and then there's a mental health check. And I, I want to. What is Kirk tearing up about? Do you think he's tearing up up about how he treated Rashida in the past? Or I hope like, so. I do too. It that might. Be, I really hope so. That might be the Jamie Lannister redemption redemption he needs. Um, no need for music. There wasn't even that much uh, news this week. The big thing was, oh man, uh, need to go to good links. Uh, Carly's other ex-husband finally got sentenced to jail. Oh, I had this damn story. Oh, now I don't yeah. have it. Uh, Mo, uh, he got sentenced to what? Seventeen years. Seventeen years for the fraud. <laughs> This man was like, I'm 17 people. Run me this money. Yo, you know what's wild? We don't have, we don't have, people really thought it was free money. (laughs) Right? That that PPP loan, it says loan in there. Loans mean you have to pay it back. 
pay it back. Mm-hmm. Or you got to like <laughs> explain or where all that money went. Yeah, you got to explain where all that money went. So yeah, Maurice Fain, also known as Marcus Sambo, who was featured on the blah, 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 has been sentenced to 17 years and six months, so 17 and a half, in federal prison for paycheck protection program fraud. According to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Fain ran a multi-state scheme that defrauded more than 20 people over seven years. He told investors he was going to use their money to operate a trucking business. However, according to investors, Fain used the money to fund his extravagant lifestyle. His fraudulent, his final fraudulent act was applying for a 3.7 million loan for his trucking business, which he had claimed, which he claimed had 107 employees in a monthly payroll of 1.49 million. So basically, that's 1. where 4. he fucked up at. Just, yeah. sir, what? <laughs> so he, he used the money for improper uses. He started a new business in Arkansas for 907 thousand. Spent 230 thousand paying associates. Who helped him run a Ponzi scheme, and he had he also spent one hundred thirty six thousand to lease a Rolls Royce. So moving on. All right, <laughs> that's the episode, y'all. Hope you enjoyed it. You can tweet me <laughs> at, <laughs> at one and only. You can tweet Shell. And thanks to Shell, you can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on the Snappy Chat at I'm Mia's with the Z Shell. Make sure you follow the website, 1515 app. Check out the podcast, rate, review, subscribe, support on Patreon. Until next time, guys, I say peace. She says, bye.